Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself. Broaden your mind. Open your heart and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Hello, 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 and welcome. It is wonderful to be with you this morning. We are just a couple of days away from Christmas and just about a week away from a brand new year. I hope that you all had a wonderful winter solstice and are moving through this conjunction that is opening up energies in a very powerful way. I think we're going to have a great show today. We're going to be talking about emotional resilience in business from a leading authority in the UK by the name of Robin Hills, if you're not familiar with him. And before we get into uh, that discussion and me giving you a little more information about him, I just want to kind of talk a little bit about what this year has been about and how it has been that preparation for us in moving forward. This year has been an opportunity for many people to rethink their lives, to choose new occupations to decide that what they're doing is not what they want to do or that they want to revamp the business that they're in. And what this required was us going past the scab of our emotions that we had and really digging deep and looking inside of ourselves as to who we really are and what we really feel and what we really think because life had us be with ourselves, which is a wonderful thing. And as we move into 2021, the energies are quite powerful for creation for inspiration, for us really following our own guts and trusting our own truths and moving forward in that direction. And in doing so, leaping into things that might be new, where we have to acquire new skills, new talents, new gifts, or are in new arenas that we are not familiar with. Or it may mean moving into places that we've been in a new way, now that we can kind of sit back and get comfortable with this whether it's staying at home and working or whether it is revamping how you are working with people inside of your business, it is going to require you to look at your behavior in business as well as your emotional resilience. Now that you've gotten that thin layer removed so that you can tap into your feelings more deeply, the real test comes when you're interacting with other individuals or when you're interacting with yourself in new experiences and environments. And so I think today's discussion will be quite supportive in the approach to 2021 and how you're moving forward. And I can't think of a better individual to have this discussion with. Robin Hills is director for EI for Change, Emotional Intelligence for Change, a company specializing in training, coaching, and personal development focused around emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. He has over 35 years of business and commercial experience, helping executives and leaders develop business performance through increased self-awareness and understanding of others. He focuses on supporting personality and behavior in business, and his clients include small startup companies through large multinational corporations. His style is as a facilitator, a consultant, a leader. He's there to encourage people to take responsibility and to get involved in a range of practical, business-focused, yet fun training activities that aid and encourage learning on a one-to-one or group basis. The books that we're going to be talking about today are The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business and The Authority Guide to Behavior in Business. And if you want to jot down his website so that you can check out more, 
It is EI, the number four, and change.com. EI for change.com. Welcome, Robin, to 1111 Talk Radio. It's wonderful to have you here. It's wonderful to be here, Simran. Well, I can't think of a more perfect topic to kind of finish this year out. Uh, We have certainly had to um, brace ourselves for everything that came this year. And there has been some resilience in terms of at least our, well, I don't know if it's been resilience. It's probably been coping. Why don't we talk about the difference between resilience and coping as a way to start off? Because I think (laughs) what we have to move toward (laughs) is resilience versus coping. Well, uh, coping really is very much putting up with stuff, whereas resilience has a a much deeper meaning. Resilience is having a a firm, reliable acceptance of reality. And what I mean by that is in the current circumstances, neither you nor I can do anything about them. We might not like the situation that we find ourselves in, but we have to have this reliable acceptance that this is the reality we're now living within. And we need to work within that. So part of that is also having a deep belief supported by strongly held beliefs that life is actually meaningful. I can do something if I only put my mind to it. And the other component of resilience is very much having the adaptability and the creativity to work in completely different ways to make the most of the situation. Coping is more about dealing with stress, and we all deal with stress on a day-to-day level, on a day-to-day basis. And stress is important to a certain extent to drive and motivate us and move us forward but it's getting the balance right. And there are going to be certain things that go on in life that add to that stress component. Christmas, the festivities that are going on at the moment and New Year really do add to everybody's stress levels quite considerably. So I think the the important thing there is just to consider coping more about dealing with the day-to-day stuff that causes us stress, whereas resilience is a kind of internalized capability or a series of capabilities and competencies that just allow us to focus, to grow, and to develop. You know, with the year that we've had, it is definitely a time I think people did really look at themselves more. Um, And in your book, the Authority Guide emotional to Emotional Resilience in Business, you start off in the introduction asking some questions. And those questions are, are you worn out from dealing with reduced resources, conflicting dem- demands, and relentless change? If you are angry, how do you react? And are you controlled or rational? Or do you say the first thing that comes to mind? And what I, what I ponder is that people have have started dealing with those things. They have had to deal with reduced resources. There are conflicting demands now, particularly with family and children and work and everything under one roof and being with the same people all the time and not having those outlets. And in a sense, it has been a different type of relentless change. So as we move into 2021 and people are Um, going to be opening up and going back into whether it's the the routines they were in or a new way of doing those routines, there probably is a type of visceral or um, deep-seated 
uh, anger or other type of emotions that are are there now because of the year of pandemic, because of the drastic changes that have had to happen that go beyond what we've actually dealt with um, personally ourselves anyway. So when we bring this into a business environment, how do we transition moving from this year to next year? And, and what does emotional resilience mean in that sense? Well, I think the first and fundamental part of that is to have a, a clearer understanding of your own emotional reactions to events and to understand how you are actually feeling. What are the those deep embedded emotions that you're thinking of? Is anger a part of it? Is it important that you recognize that anger and use that anger in a positive way? Or are you going to let that anger claw away at you and, and cause further emotions such as resentment and despair or or uh, move into disillusionment or any other kind of emotion which prevents you from moving forward. You, not you specifically, Simran, but <laughs> everybody, me included, one has the capability to choose one's own reactions to events. Now, Simran, it's very, very easy for me to say this. It is incredibly hard to do, particularly in the grip of intense emotion. But just to recognize that you have choices open to you. Some of those choices you may not like, but you still have choices. And if you put yourself in control, you can choose what your reaction is going to be. As I say, they may not be great choices. You may not like any of the choices, but recognize that you've still got a choice. So how do you use your emotions? How do you use your emotional capability to work with the choice that you've made? And uh, I'm just going to repeat it again. This is not easy stuff working with emotional intelligence. I've been working with it for years and years and years, and I still can't get it right. But hopefully I can get it a lot more right than I could a few years ago. And in your other book, The Authority Guide to Behavior in Business, you say that um, effective leaders are distinguished not by their cognitive intelligence or subject knowledge, but by their emotional and social intelligence. So this is this is important stuff when we're when we really want to be that leader in an organization. Sure, uh, most leaders within organizations are promoted and selected for those more senior roles, those bigger roles, down to their capabilities and a lot of the original capabilities that they got their job through was their cognitive intelligence, their capabilities of being able to make good, rational, analytical, logical decisions. But when you move into a management role, when you move into a leadership role, you're dealing with people. And whilst those capabilities remain important, they become less important because you're not actually doing their jobs. You're not actually physically doing the same job that you were doing. It's not a transactional job anymore. You're doing more of a, a role by influencing, persuading, and communicating positively with people. 
And through emotional and social intelligence, you will have success as a leader. So you get your job originally because of your IQ, your cognitive intelligence, but you actually grow, develop, and perform in a leadership capability through your emotional and social intelligence. The core component of both of those is empathy. How do you see things from other people's perspectives? How do you see it from their viewpoint? How do you communicate and rationalize with them by having a deeper understanding of how they're feeling and what they're going through, what they're coping with, what their resilience is, and how do you work with that in a positive way? These are things, Simran, that artificial intelligence can and will never do. And this means that as we move into certainly 2021, but the rest of the 2020s and beyond, emotional and social intelligence are going to be far more important as capabilities for us as humans. Empathy is a big word, and I think there already was starting to be a shift in big business toward looking at how to uh, view uh, the people within a company more from that heart-based approach rather than the traditional um, profit over people uh, tradition that had been there before. And so empathy is something that is growing in business. And from empathy, you mentioned also creativity earlier. So what is the link between our emotional intelligence, having that sense of empathy as a leader, and the creativity that then unfolds in the leadership aspect? Yes, certainly. And as I said to you earlier, uh, as a leader, you're not actually going to be doing the job of the people that you're leading. There are going to be times when you will need to roll your sleeves up and knuckle down and, and work alongside people to help them through a crisis or a particular point where it is um, where it is important for you to get involved and and to carry people through. And a lot of the ways of working with a leader is to allow creativity to happen both in yourself and in other people. It's to recognize opportunities for other people to shine, to grow, to work in new ways and to allow them to do that. And to have the capability of a leader to say, I'm not going to take any credit for this. This is your idea. Go ahead, make it work. You've got my support. And that's very much a part of an emotionally intelligent leader. There are many, many leaders who will take somebody else's idea and they will run with it as their own idea, which is great. But they don't give credit where credit's due. So it doesn't allow the person who's come up with that idea originally to grow, to develop, and to become a leader in their own right. And as as we develop those abilities of empathy toward one another in 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 the way that we work with teams or with with even the larger organization, what role does communication, how powerful 
or what level of communication? Because right now, especially after this year, people are facing their humanity more than ever. And so are there boundaries in terms of how deeply empathetic we become? How connected do we, do we relate to our people that we're working with? Are there any sort of boundaries in the business environment when it comes to the emotions and the empathy? I, I think if I was to answer it from a human point of view, the answer is almost no. You, you can't go too deep because um, everybody will wants to be loved and everybody wants to be communicated with and everybody wants to be a part of a fundamental network of people all communicating and working together. There are going to be certain boundaries. There are going to be certain boundaries that are very, very private where you just do not allow people to go from an individual perspective. And these are things which I would want to keep private that I just wouldn't want to share with people. Now, there are certain things that I would share with my family and friends that I wouldn't share a business, but it's my responsibility to know where the boundaries lie. And also, from the same extent within business, to a certain extent, you cannot provide too much co communication. Now, there are going to be certain things you can't communicate, certain things that are confidential for various reasons around other people or business strategy. But it's knowing where the boundaries lie and knowing what you can bounce up against and knowing that if you go beyond those boundaries, that's where empathy is starting to break down. And really, you just need to look at your interactions with people in a different way because that's not being empathetic. Everyone is working with greater uncertainty, ambiguity, and change than ever before. Resilience helps employees and leaders to improve their effectiveness and sustain their efforts. Resilience is about rationality and calmness, dealing effectively with and making the most of what you experience in everyday life. Resilience enables you to overcome misfortune, steer through everyday challenges, Pick yourself up and move on when events take you off course and reach out to new experiences and challenges that help you to achieve your full potential. This is from Robin Hill's book, The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business, Strategies to Manage Stress and Weather Storms in the Workplace. You can also find out about his other book, The Authority Guide to Behavior in Business, How to Inspire Others and Build Successful Relationships at his website, which is ei4change.com. Com. That's EI, the number four, change.com. We'll be right back with more of Robin Hills and all of his great wisdom when it comes to business and emotional resilience. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 
Presents 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more? More joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? More empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose? The 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Welcome back. Before we get uh, on with the conversation with Robin, who is the director for EI for Change, uh, I want to mention that the latest issue of 1111 Magazine is up. It is digital, it is free, and it is on divine mothering, a really powerful issue about mothering yourself and how we are dealing with the diversity of these times and the many different ways that we can cope with the situations that are taking place. So definitely let yourself experience that beautiful issue and meet the eight different individuals that are featured there and the stories that they have to share. All of the archives as well as the current edition are at the 1111mag.com website. And along with that, feel free to partake of all of the archives of 1111 Talk Radio, I get to interview such amazing individuals such as Robin Hills that I'm speaking with today, and those conversations are timeless. It is information that will support you on your journey of personal and spiritual growth, so definitely check out all of the archives that are available. Robin Hills will tell you that the space formula for social intelligence is a, uh, describes a set of behaviors that make up social intelligence and social skills. And so he has work, broken down the word space, S for situational awareness. People with good situational awareness are able to read cues within an environment and how the events are playing out. P for presence, which describes the combined effects that a person has on others in a group due to their appearance, attitude, personality, body language, and behavior. A is for authenticity, which is all about how true a person proves to be to the impression that they give, the attitude they express, and the expectations they raise with their promises or statements of intent. C is for clarity, a measure of a person's capacity to articulate their thoughts 
and to effectively communicate their ideas and their overall message in different social contexts. And E for empathy, an integral part of social intelligence, as with emotional intelligence, is the ability to really understand another person's perspective, to see their point of view, and to share in their reactions and feelings about a given situation. So that is the space formula for social intelligence. This is from Robin's book, The Authority Guide to Behavior in Business. And while you're picking that up, get The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business. Uh, Robin is the director for EI for Change, which is a company specializing in educational training, coaching, and personal development focused around emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. And he is doing a lot more of the online training and coaching these days. So definitely check out his website if you or your uh, startup or business, larger business or small, would like to get the support in how to lead and guide your team, then he is the person that you would like to go to. Again, that's eiforchange.com. Welcome back, Robin. Um, I'd love to know a little bit about, a little more about resilience. You, Your other book is titled Behavior in Business. So, I would imagine that resilience also, it has certain behaviors and certain characteristics, and I'd love to talk a little bit more about that as we discover how to build that resilience for 2021. Yes, certainly, Simran. Uh, the interesting thing about resilience is the word resilience only came into the public domain, really, in the late 70s, early 80s. Before that, it was very much a part of material science. Uh, now, if I can take you back to your science lessons at school, where you were putting weights on springs and bits of elastic, and you were measuring Young's modulus, which is a, a measure of resilience. That interesting metaphor has now been applied to human psychology. And it's being used quite a bit uh, in many, many ways of describing people's circumstances and situations when they go through some level of adversity. But we've got to be very, very careful because this word resilience, when we look at it as having come from material science, can actually stop us from moving forward because the whole idea behind resilience is that it, you then go back to a state whereby nothing's changed. So if we go back to the springs and the bits of elastic, once you've taken away the force, the pressure that causes them to stretch, it then returns to a, a shape and you've got no idea that whether it's been stretched or not. There's no way you can tell. Whereas if we look at resilience in terms of human psychology, we learn, we grow, we adapt, we become better, we become more resilient because of it. So the metaphor is great, but the metaphor starts to cause us problems because there are, there are certain things that the metaphor just cannot describe or allow us to understand in a psychology manner, in, in a psychological way. And 
So other examples of this, apart from learning and growing through experiences. Is Let me pause you right there, Robin. So you're talking about we don't want to just bounce back. We want to come back in a, a stronger way. Yes, most definitely. We actually learn through that. We become stronger. We become more adaptable. We grow through that. And uh, there are situations where we can become too resilient. And I'll come back to that later, if I may. But the important thing is, as we're growing through situations, circumstances, which we find challenging, we learn our coping mechanisms, we learn to adapt, we learn to grow through those. We're better because of it. And as we come out of the pandemic, whether it's 2021 or, God forbid, beyond then, we will become better as a race, as human beings, because of it, not despite it. So looking at the pandemic from a very positive point of view and from a resilience point of view, we're actually learning to grow, adapt and be better people because of it. And that resilience is is happening on all levels. So we're we're learning to be stronger emotionally. We are cultivating that strength mentally. Can you talk a little bit about how that resilience builds on all four levels of us? Well, yes, we we are learning to become more physically um, adapted to the situation that we're in. A lot of people if they are becoming more resilient and they're applying themselves in an appropriate way, are actually probably taking more exercise, getting out and getting more fresh air. They're engaging with their family at a different level. Now, I know that there are challenges within that and certain people will be going through traumatic relationships which are going to break down. But in relationships which are very sound, they're actually becoming a lot deeper and we're becoming more emotionally involved with each other as we engage at a deeper level. Also, there's our mental energy. There's this ability to be able to logically and analytically work through circumstances and to try and adapt by thinking about, if I do this, what will happen here? What would be the consequence of working in this way? And finally, and fundamentally, and most importantly, it will drive our spiritual energy. This engagement that we have in terms of just being, and it's our relationship with God, whoever he or she may be within our eyes, and it's our relationship with the world at large and with nature. So there's a lot of things that are going to come through which will make us more resilient, which is looking at all of these energies and getting them to work appropriately together. Now, can, can resilience be, is it, is it mindset? Is it something where it's pure willpower? And is there a detriment to us willing ourselves forward in this way? Yes, I, I think let's come back to this idea of too much resilience. Um, There are people within the business environment that have too much resilience, whereby they adapt and they come through change very, very quickly. And because they've done it so well, they expect everybody else to catch up with them. 
and they lose their empathy because of it. They just kind of march on quite happily with everybody else supposedly following behind them and catching up. And they lose that human part of helping and working with people to adapt. So uh, we've got to look at too much resilience as being a problem. And in many cases within the business environment, it can become too much of a problem for many organizations and many people. And we've got to recognize it as much of a problem as too little resilience. Another example of too much resilience is, let me take you back 12 months ago, where you had a lot of organizations that had the arrogance to be able to say, oh, we're very robust, so no matter what happens, we'll survive. Well, that's too much resilience. A lot of those organizations are having to reconvene and rethink their business model just simply because the environment has changed and they haven't changed and haven't adapted as quickly as they could or should have done in order to work with the environment as it adapts and unfolds before us. Well, and that resilience is going to be multi-layered, multi-dimensional, just like we are as human beings, because I think with business, so many things are going to change. There are many uh, brick-and-mortar companies that have now realizing they don't really need to have the rental spaces that their yeah. people can work from home. There are all kinds of adaptations that will change that will not just be the changes within the company itself, but even to the structure, to the spaces, to the the way and how they operate or whether or not they interact in person or continue online. Uh, so much is changing right now. So it requires a lot of adaptability. And I would imagine there, there are two ends of the spectrum as things start to come back. We're either going to have the pool of people that are weary, just truly weary and tired from everything yeah. that has happened and all the stress that has, has taken place. And then there's going to be another spectrum of people that are just so excited and energized to get back and to, to be even more because they've had this pullback time. So can you speak a little bit to, you know, those multi-levels of adaptation and resilience and, and how to bring that together as someone who is leading a company or someone who is the center person to really be the bridge for those around them to find their comfort level again. Sure. One of the most fundamental parts of emotional intelligence, social intelligence and resilience and we're going to keep coming back to this, Imran, is, is empathy. It's understanding different people's viewpoints and different people's perspectives. Yes, there are going to be those people who are weary, and they tend to be the older generation, the people that have worked their careers in certain ways, and they say to me, they are too old to adapt. Uh, they've been doing things for so long in certain ways. They want things to continue until a point where they can make the choice to retire. Well, you know, resilience isn't an age thing, but I am really, really encouraged and energized by the youth of today who've got the 
energy, the excitement and the capability to do something really different and to actually take the circumstances that they find themselves in and work in creative ways that you and I can't even think of and will be able to take us forward as a human race and leading us in new ways. And I think what we've got to do is to empathize with them and understand what it is that they're trying to do and to remove the barriers and the blockages. So if we can't be a part of that movement for one reason or another, we're too weary, we consider ourselves too old, we're too resilient, whatever it may be, just allow them to go on and just create the world that will be for them in 20 to 50 years when, unfortunately, I won't be around. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully I'll be there at the, at the beginning of that period, but not towards the end. And just accept that they are going to be the ones who are going to lead the world forward into the 2050s, into the 2021, the 2000s. Empathy is about being able to sense and read signals that people are sending in the course of an interaction. If you have good empathy, you are able to read between the lines of dialogue and discern a person's motivations, subtle but reliable signals advertised in the face, eyes, posture, and rhythms of speech signify what people are really thinking about and what you're talking about. As a human being, you are a social animal. And when you model empathetic behaviors, others are more likely to adopt these behaviors themselves. These become quite an influential force in the regulation of emotions and in building relationships throughout life. These are words from Robin Hills and one of his authority guides. And the authority guides are pocket-sized books offering highly practical and accessible guidance on business matters of every description. Aimed at the busy business professional and business owner, each book in the series has been written uh, to support uh, you in understanding what it is to be an expert in your field. Definitely check out Robin Hills' books, The Emotional Resilience uh, the Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business and the Authority Guide to Behavior in Business. You can find out more about Robin Hill's work at EI for Change, and that's the number four dot com, EI for Change.com. He's taught over a hundred thousand people in hundred and seventy-five plus countries how to build resilience, increase self-awareness and understanding of others. His educational programs on resilience and emotional intelligence cover the most comprehensive and detailed education of any emotional intelligence organization and are today used in educational establishments in South Africa and India. He has delivered keynote speeches at conferences across the world, including at Harvard University and sits on the Northwest Committee of the Association of Business Psychology. We'll be right back with more of Robin Hills and again, visit his website at eiforchange.com. We'll be right back after these messages. more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships 
more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Definitely take a moment to visit my website, IamSimron.com. I am releasing lots of new artwork, so I hope that you will explore that and be inspired by the images. Allow them to be uh, contemplated and marinated on, and perhaps you'll receive some insight from the subconscious based on what you see and also take a look at my own books conversation with the universe your journey to enlightenment and your journey to love there are some specials where you can get all three in a bundle if that calls to you again that's imsimran.com change is always around us and the pace of change seems to be unrelenting it appears to occur faster and faster with every year month or even week that passes And how you respond to change can make all the difference to how resilient you are to it. Changes can be very valuable and exciting opportunities. And with the right approach, the focus for organizations and for management teams, and vitally for people who will experience the changes, they can be key in taking the change forward to success. Because with change comes a whole new set of emotions, it gives you a chance to authentically reconnect to who you truly are. Coaching and empowering people through change are functions of effective leadership. And the role of the leader in times of change is to show the way, to communicate, to understand the emotional impact, to clarify and to empower people. 
and Robin Hills knows all about that. He is the author of The Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business and The Authority Guide to Behavior in Business. And he is also the director of EI for Change, and they help all size companies as well as business leaders in understanding how to steward forward their companies in powerful ways. He is registered and accredited with the British Psychology Society as a test user, occupational ability and personality, and uses a range of internationally recognized profiling tools to assess type, trait, behavior, and emotional intelligence. Uh, Again, he is the director of EI for Change, Emotional Intelligence for Change, and they specialize in training, coaching, and personal development focused around emotional intelligence, positive psychology, and neuroscience. Uh, we talk about the neuroscience. What's going on with the brain, Robin, when we when we look at empathy or resilience uh, in leadership and the emotional resilience that has to take place as we move through stress? What's really happening at the brain level? Well, the study of the brain has progressed tremendously over the last few years and is set to increase as we get better and better at understanding its workings. But I think the most important thing to understand is the fact that the brain is very plastic. And what that means is it will change as circumstances change. So we have an expression in the United Kingdom, and I'm sure you have it elsewhere in the world, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, you can teach an old dog new tricks because the brain is continually changing and adapting and creating new neural pathways. So in terms of resilience and in terms of change, we have to break some of the habits that have served us for many years previously and create new ones and create new neural pathways, new ways of thinking and new ways of adapting and new ways of being. Now, unfortunately, we can't recognize certain bits of the brain will be, uh, we can't recognize certain bits of the brain as being definitely responsible for certain activities and certain functions and certain things. The brain is a lot more complex than that. We have billions and billions of neurons in the brain and each of these are interconnected through synapses and through those synaptic connections we have more connections within our brain potentially than there are stars in the universe. The human brain is the most powerful instrument that is known in our universe, yet we are not as well versed in its workings as we could be or should be. And I think that will change over time. Now, empathy is interesting from a neurological perspective because we learn empathy from our mother and our father or our caregivers very, very early on in life. We recognize through the way in which the mother reacts with the child Uh, the way of emotionally engaging at a very, very deep level through the way in which the neural pathways are developed both in the mother and in the child. 
And interestingly, what that means is that when we are engaging and interacting with each other, we are actually changing our brain physiology very, very slightly. So the way in which I'm engaging with you, Simra, and the way in which we are empathizing together means that my neural pathways are changing and yours are. And through that, we are actually creating each other. It's not that we can't and live and work on our own. We can. But through our empathetic engagements, we're actually growing and developing ourselves and changing our brain morphology. And there, there creates a sense of expansion when that happens. I know that 2021 will bring about more collaboration and community and connection uh, with people, regardless of whether we are in person or whether we are on screens. There is a growing resurgence of people wanting to reach out arm to arm, even across businesses now, to work together. So as we do that, that expansion of our brain, our empathy, um, and our power to connect, business in itself, again, is going to change. So how do we move forward in our business behaviors as we start to cultivate these kinds of relationships where we maintain the boundaries we need for our own businesses, but yet also spread the arms so that we move into this new paradigm of expansion? Again, I think it's very much um, a case of keeping an open mind and opening up lines and channels of communication, keeping them very much open, both the mind and the channels of communication will mean that our metaphorical radar is scanning the horizon for new opportunities and embrace them and work with them in a very, very positive way. Certainly, if I look at some of the things that have come out of the pandemic from a very, very positive aspect, I have, over the last few months, spoken far more with my neighbours than I have done in the 20 or 30 years I've lived in my current house. And Now, that's something that wouldn't have happened had we not had the pandemic. Uh, now, whether there's anything positive that will come out of that, who knows? But it means that we're actually engaging at a much deeper level. We're sharing that sense of community. And we are actually starting to collaborate together in certain ways that we wouldn't have done otherwise. One of the other big advantages is that I've actually done a lot more exploring around the village where I live. And I found some paths, physical paths through nature that I would never knew existed before. So these are some of the positive things that can happen by keeping that open mind. So if we bring it back into the business environment, if we bring it back to collaboration, what is it that other people are telling us? What ideas have they got? How can we work with those? That's an interesting idea. That's a different perspective. I've not thought of it that way. How can I work with it? Is it something that I can work with or is it just interesting and I accept it and reject it and move on? So these are some of the questions that we can ask ourselves when we're working with people on a one-to-one basis in small groups or or in large teams, whether we're doing it on a one-to-one basis uh, or in groups physically or whether we're doing it virtually. 
there's still ways in which we can engage with people. And that's how we take the the internal experience and the emotional resilience and we then move that outside as an external inspired action. Yes, very much so. We're utilizing the components of emotional intelligence, keep coming back to it, it's so important, of empathy, but also our social skills, our capabilities of working with our strengths. What is it that you're good at? What are you really good at? Because if we can recognize that and start to apply that in a collaborative way, you can actually then grow and develop and grow and develop more resilience. And also recognizing what your liabilities are, what your weaknesses are, what's going to get in the way, what's going to stop you. But don't focus too much on those because what I want to do is to encourage you to, to really focus on those things that you excel at. When I'm working with people, when I'm coaching them, we talk about some of these things and they're very dismissive of it. Oh, you're very good at introducing um, and engaging with people. You're very good at understanding them at a deep level. And they almost dismiss it as if it's something irrelevant. Well, doesn't everybody? No, everybody doesn't. But that's something that you need to know that is a strength of yours. Social skills also involves the way in which you influence, persuade, the way in which you motivate other people to affect change to help and support them as they're going through the changes that they need to make in order to build up the collaboration, in order to build up the relationships at the business level, but also in terms of helping them with their resilience. And as we cultivate our own gifts and we recognize ourselves for them and we build that resilience internally, we come together with other people. Can you talk a little bit about team resilience as we close out the show? Yes, in terms of team resilience, a, a, a team is resilient in a different way to the way in which individuals are resilient. So a resilient team is a team which has this understanding that they are a group of individuals working together and they look out for each other and they help and support each other. They recognize who's got the gifts and where those gifts lie that can be applied in certain circumstances. They also look at other teams and work with other teams in an empathetic way. So it takes out this competitive nature where I'm going to stand on somebody else's head it's also looking out for everybody and helping everybody understand that the emotional climate actually drives the team forward. So emotional intelligence is not about being nice. It's not about trying to suppress emotions. It's actually recognizing the emotions and working with the emotions in an appropriate way. So if the team's angry, why is the team angry? How can we work with that anger to drive positive change? How can we get that anger to work for us positively rather than to try and suppress it? And I think the other important thing with regards to organizations and teams is that many of the senior executives within teams want their people to be happy. Uh, yet they don't drive an environment of happiness. They, they're angry all the time. Well, how can people be angry? How can people be happy when the management teams are angry? 
Happiness is an awareness that your viewpoint about the need for change is being recognized and is being shared by others. Helping others deal with happiness means helping them learn from the mistakes in the past, help them to construct plans for the future that ensure mistakes in the system are not repeated, and encourage them to support others who may not be feeling as they do. I invite you to explore Robin Hill's work at eiforchange.com. Pick up the Authority Guide to Emotional Resilience in Business, as well as the Authority Guide to Behavior in Business as well. Again, that's eiforchange.com. Thank you, Robin Hills, for being on 1111. Talk Radio. And Thank you, I, inv- I invite you to join me next week as my guest is Bridget Dingle Gensbard. And we are going to be talking about how to cultivate your infinite potential so that you can express that in the world. Until then, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality. Your heart to greater compassion and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.